Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Friends, this is what I'm going to say. Loved people love people. And from my experience, people respond much better to love than to anything else. If you've ever wanted to change somebody, if you've ever wanted somebody to become something that you want them to be, you will never ever do that by forcing them or making them. You only change people by loving them. And that is what happens to you and to me. When Jesus' love overwhelms me and you, we begin to understand that God loves me so much, I don't need to seek significance in this world. I don't need to seek these addictions or experiences or drugs or sex or alcohol. I don't need these things in order to satisfy me because Jesus does. And this is why in the Christian life, number one thing you will struggle with is not even crazy things. It's going to be one thing that God loves me. Every time you feel insignificant, every time you feel unloved, every time you feel like people have forgotten about you, one thing you cannot forget is that God loves you and he will continue to love you. And that, my friends, is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. That's the point of the gospel. And so when we talk about church, when we talk about us coming together on Sunday mornings, friends, church is not a place you go to. It's a family you belong to. And families love each other. There's so many idiosyncrasies happening in families. I personally grew up fourth generation Christian kid. And that just basically tells you my family has significantly more dysfunctions than yours does. Okay? <laughs> That's just the reality of it. Okay? So we're all in the, same, in the same boat here. We all live. We all need Jesus. And so when we talk about this question, what is love? What is that? Right? It's, it's a very philosophical question. And I think that... Love should be the ethos of the Christian community. When people come into church, when people come into community group, they need to feel that love. And often you can't really put your finger on the love, but you're like, you know what? I feel it. I, I experience that particular love. And the problem is our culture has cheap, fake, plastic, superficial love. It does not last. The funny thing is like, we even throw around the word love so often and it doesn't mean anything. Like, we love jelly beans. Really? You love je- Would you die for jelly beans? Well, not really, unless I was really craving some sweets that day, right? So the point is we love so many different things. I remember when I used to work in an office environment, the person I loved the most was the person that got me coffee. Hey, I will lay down my life for that person. Because what happens after I have coffee is significantly better than what happens to me before I have coffee, okay? So pray Jehovah, uh, Java, all, all the way. So the point is this. <laughs> the, the, point, the point, okay, let's, let's come back together now. So the point is this. Hebrews all the time, right? So, uh, yes, Christian jokes all day long. So the point is this. Paul is writing to a very eccentric city. Paul, in this Corinthian chapter, he's writing to a very eccentric city. It's a very, very crazy city, and he's trying to explain to them that you guys don't even understand what love is, and I want to tell you what it is all about. And so, when Paul talks about love, when you see love mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 
It is agape love. And agape love, it is self-sacrificial love. Agape love is love that basically never ceases to stop. Agape love is says, you know what? I have seen you at your worst and I still love you. Agape love says, there's nothing in you for me to love you and I can't myself, but because Jesus lives in me, I will continue to love you. Agape love is self-sacrificial love. Agape love is when I forget about my desires, my passions, and I focus on the other person. And I always say this, the greatest relationships will happen when two people are committed to outserving one another. Amen. That's the reality, friends. Now, you might be thinking, wow, you're talking about all this love. You studied this. You, you, you're preaching about it. You probably know really well what it's all about. I don't. And I'm not here to tell you that I do. And so I'm like one beggar talking to other beggars who are looking for bread where there's going to be love. That's what we're all about here. So I'm hoping that this text will inspire us. And so when we talk about agape, this is the love that's from God and of God. And, the, and God's nature is love himself, right? And so if you think of the church... And if you think of how the church moves, or what's the church powered by? Like if this hotel is powered by electricity, the church is powered by love. That is the fuel that fires up the church. The moment church, community group, your marriage, relationships, the moment love is out of there, there's no more fuel. You're going to come to a sputtering stop. And things are not going to work the way that they will. This is why I want that the forward church would be a love church, okay, that our ethos would be love, that we would love people with the love that Jesus has provided for us. And now another word that is described for love, besides agape, this self-sacrificial love, not the pop star love, it is a word called hesed. Say with me, hesed. Hesed, hesed. Okay, cool. The, the, the word hesed is, is a Hebrew word for love, and it actually is translated as loyal love. It's a loyal love. It's a, it's a covenant love. It's a love that basically says, I will love you in sickness and in health till death do us part. It is a hesed, agape love that says, you know what? You have done me wrong so many times. I cannot tolerate you, much less stand you. But you know what? I'm still going to love you. That, my friends, is the love of Jesus Christ. And, I, and I'm almost certain that there are people in your life and in my life where we have not gone that extra mile of agape and hesed love that we absolutely need to. If we want to win people, we must win them with love. And love people, love people. We need to be a church full of love. Now, here's the problem that you and I experience. Here's the problem. The Bible says that because of our fallen nature and because we're sinful human beings, we're not capable of producing this kind of love. I'm sure you've experienced in your life difficult people that you've tried to love and it lasts for about five minutes and then you get super exhausted, right? You're like, you're, you're done. Even people who are more Christian, they're like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning. Let's see, what do I do first? Okay, 45 minutes Bible reading, check. Uh, an hour with God, check. Uh, daily devotional, check. Uh, put an Instagram picture of me drinking coffee while reading my Bible, while having my Devo out, check. Got 55 likes, check. Oh, spiritual hero. So you walk out of the house and you're thinking, you know what? I'm about to agape all y'all, right? What happens in the first five minutes? You fail, right? Somebody cuts you off, coffee gets spilled. You're like, God, 
we started so well. What are you doing? And God's like, yeah, you can't love the way you need to because you need me. And you're like, oh, God, you're funny that way. God's like, yeah, that's what I'm here for, right? (laughs) And so that's what you and I experience. So until we tap into the supernatural love of God, we will not be able to love people in our lives the way that we ought. Because here's what the Bible says, that this love that we all crave and we need to give to other people, it's been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. This is why Jesus says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. You should also love one another. Okay? And here's the thing, friends. We might not always be the smartest person in the room, but we can always be the most loving person in the room. We can be. And the only way we're going to be like that is if we tap into the love that Jesus Christ has given you and me. And I believe that what God requires, God will empower. If you're here today and you say, you know what? I have unlovable people in my life. It's very difficult to love them. I want you today to make a commitment to tap into the love of God. Have faith that with God, anything is possible. And here's the great thing about love, that God loved us. Christianity is the only religion where the verdict comes before the performance. Are you guys with me? The Bible says before anything was in us to love us, God loved us. God loved us. God went to the cross. God's love is overwhelming. We, when we are filled with God's love, we will be able to dispense it to other people. And that's important. But here's the problem that you and I are going to experience in the, in the time that we're trying to love other people because we really can't. And so back to the broccoli example, we love it but we just want to have nothing to do with it. And so very often what happens to you and to me is we're like, oh, do I love that brother or sister? I love them. Well, do you want to hang out with them? Um, You know what? I checked my calendar. It looks like I'm busy forever, right? (laughs) That kind of a thing happens often, right? And people ask, and, and, and in Christian world, like sometimes people say, God bless you, but you really know what they mean. It's like you see that person in the room, like you're like, mm, yeah, God bless you, right? It's like if we, if we had some sensors in here, we really know what you're trying to say, right? Or we're like, yeah, oh, I'll pray for you, right? And we really don't. That's a problem. And oftentimes we experience that we don't love people the way that we ought, or we just pay people lip service, but our actions don't speak. And friends, what we say and what we do needs to be the same thing. We need to love people. Now, you might be asking, hmm, what do I resemble... If I talk about that I love people, but I really don't, I'm glad you asked. And uh, this is pretty much what you and I look like. This is what we look like. This is what we're doing to people who are just paying a slip service. Not only that, but it gets even worse. Paul says that when we say we love people, but we don't actually do it, we're like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Does anybody here want me to stop doing this? Anybody? Does it sound bad? It sounds horrible, huh? It's horrible. I gotta stop. Ah, we're like this lady. That, my friends, is what you and I sound like to people when we say we love them, but we don't actually love them at all. This is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that if you have all these things... Paul's like saying, look, if you have prophetic powers, if you can move mountains, Paul's like, look, 
You can be uh, a superhero. You can be Batman, Robin, all those other people combined, whatever is going on in Anaheim Convention Center, have no idea about yet. You can be all those people, but if you don't have love, you are as useful as this. That's how useful you are. So, right, right. That's how all your, your, your family thinks of you, okay? When you're thinking about this. So now you understand. And so what Paul is basically saying, he's trying to make a very, very distinct point. He's basically saying that if you, do, if you are saying you love people, but you actually really don't, you actually don't go out of your way to have the agape has said love, Paul is saying your life is just a theater. All you're doing is performing. Paul says, if you do all these things, you have prophetic powers, you're so strong, and you, you're so poetic, and you're so flowering, you can play, pray in Elizabethan English that no one understands, and you do all these things, but if you have not love, Paul says, you're like a clanging cymbal or a gong. You're, you just make a bunch of noise, and it's useless. Where are you what are you talking about, Paul? Why are you saying this? In the Corinthian culture, there were different theaters, and in one of the theaters... The whole goal was to get basically a bunch of uh, crazy instruments and to make as many eccentric noises as possible. That's what happened there. So when Paul says you're like a noisy gong or a clashing cymbal, the Corinthians, when they're listening to this, they're like, oh, you're talking about like we're like those people in that theater who really are just making a bunch of eccentric noises and not really helping anybody and keeping us up at night. Paul's like, yeah, you're finally getting the picture. You're like that. That's what Paul is saying to us today, that if we say we love people, we say we love Jesus, but we don't actually love people, our life is just a theater. We're just actors and we're part of a cult. That's all that we're doing. This is why it's so important for us to put the love into action. for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.